0: 98 FM's Now That's What I Call Sport podcast. You're very welcome back to Now That's What I Call Sport on Dublin's 98 FM. It is Jamie Moore here on Sunday. Now to take us to the end of the show, we're going to be joined now by the captain and the goalkeeper, two-time world goalkeeper of the year from the Irish hockey team in India at the Hockey World Cup, David Hart. Joins me on the line, David. Welcome back to ninety eight FM again. How are you?
1: How are you Jamie. Thanks for having me on.
0: Now, Dave. Thanks, Emil, for having a chat. Speaking to us from a very interesting place, which we're going to tell you about in a few minutes' time. Now, Ireland have just been playing in their first Hockey World Cup for twenty eight years. Nineteen ninety was the last time the Green Machine played in the World Cup, and a really interesting week for them. Unfortunately, knocked out, didn't make the crossover or the knockout stages. They were beaten 2-1 by the holders Australia in the opening game before a 1-1 draw with China. Meaning, just a couple of days ago, Ireland played England knowing a draw on Saturday would have been enough to get them through. But, unfortunately, tight game. They were 3-2 down. Ended up taking off David, the goalkeeper, to put on an extra outfielder for the final minutes and lost the game 4-2. So, unfortunately, David, a disappointing end to what you'd hoped would be a better week.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, bitterly disappointed the way the World Cup has ended for us and uh, essentially not getting through to the next round and for our main aim of a quarterfinal is uh, pretty difficult to take at the minute. Um, overall, put it up to the world number one side, 2-1, came up short with a victory against the Chinese, which ultimately kind of set us into the last match against England and uh, was... Uh, uh, a match that could have gone our way as well but at the end of the day 4-2 on the on on the scorecards and unfortunately the uh, World Cup dream is over for us
0: so that's fascinating David that because the game was so tight you guys needed a score had you made it 3-3 you would have qualified but you ended up losing 4-2 but the manager Alexander Cox took you off in the final minutes to put on an extra outfield player but he was wearing a similar colour jersey to you and he could do some of the things a goalkeeper could do and it's it's something that's very common in hockey but not overly common in other sports so just explain to us exactly what happened and your own views then on the sideline when, when really you'd gone from being in goal to having no control over the outcome in the final moments of that game
1: uh, Listen, it's, it's never nice looking from the side to be honest, at the end of the day Part of this uh, fantastic team and anything that we could do to try and push forward to get that equaliser was something that I was happy to do and be involved in. But it's an awful lot harder looking on from the side knowing that you're completely helpless and have no ability to to shape the outcome of the game. That tactic is uh, known as kicking back where you substitute your goalkeeper off and put a, a player on with a similar colored shirt as the keeper, and they have all the rights basically to a, to being a goalkeeper inside the circle so they can dive, use their feet, their body to block shots, intercept, slides, whatever they need to do, and won't get penalized like a normal field player. And it, ha- it happens more often when uh, teams are usually tracing a result or looking to get extra goals, and that's what we decided to do. Unfortunately, it didn't pay off for us. We had certain opportunities, circle penetrations, um, just unfortunate, no outcomes at the end of the day And that kind of summed up our tournament um, So close and yet so far So yeah, bitterly disappointed not to get that result The draw would have been good enough As you mentioned against England
0: Yeah, fascinating stuff with the Irish hockey goalkeeper David Hart here on Dublin's 98FM Now on Instagram and on Twitter David shared a very interesting photo Of the goalkeeping room And he's going to tell us more now Dave, it's fair to say uh, You have to wear quite a lot of kit To keep yourself safe on the pitch when playing in the World Cup for Ireland <laughs>
1: yeah we were we were absolutely delighted as goalkeepers um, to see a designated goalkeeping room for the amount of equipment that obviously each individual goalkeeper or two goalkeepers on each team has and your own personalised lockers and your your name above it and your big photo behind you that was a bit actually off every time you walked into the room you had all these massive posters of keepers staring at you but Besides from the smell and air times, it was, uh, the whole tournament, how it was set up and organized was, it was, was truly amazing. The spectacular opening ceremony, I think, which cost them around 13 million US dollars, just to give you an idea how all out they went, uh, famous Bollywood stars, shows, acting. It almost felt like a smaller scale of, of an opening of an Olympic games. It truly was, uh, was amazing. And the new stadium that they have, which, uh, hosts 15,000, uh, spectators. Everything you could have asked for the the event was was run like clockwork, and uh, it's just bitterly disappointing. And I keep saying disappointed because that's really what it is uh, to be heading home on this uh, early scale once again. Um, but for us as goalkeepers, the amount of kit that we have to wear, uh, yeah, it gets quite hot under the collar at times, especially in countries like this. Of course, from the top down, you have yourself a helmet. Then uh, for your chest and your arms, you have a chest protector, um elbow guards then on your hands you'd have a left glove and a right glove and in the right glove you're also holding onto your stick as you go further down you've got your groin protector um, you've got your padded shorts and then you have a little cover shorts that go up over them just to protect them from the wear and tear of the astroturf pitches and um, making your way down you've got your leg guards and then your kickers at the bottom of your feet so an awful amount of stuff to wear as well as your your goalkeeping top just to, to add a bit of extra weight when you're when you're sweating it out
0: Yes, the goalkeeping room for the Irish hockey goalkeepers and all the goalkeepers at the Hockey World Cup. You're on there, that's what I call sport at 98FM with Jamie Moore on Sunday speaking to the Irish hockey captain and goalkeeper David Hart after their exit from their first World Cup in 28 years. Now Dave, I know so much ever went into raising the money to be there and getting there, qualifying and I know you'd hope to do better but what are your feelings overall You know, a few days after that English defeat now when you can look back and, and you can say well, listen, we've qualified for our first ever World Cup but We'd hope to do better. Anytime getting
1: an opportunity to represent your country special, but to, to do so on such a stage, the World Cup, not been there in twenty eight years, it's bittersweet kind of to hear, you know, oh yeah, but you did so great to get there. That's that's certainly not what we're about. Um, we came over here to try and really climb in the world rankings, gain valuable ranking points, uh show what we can do on the world stage as we've been doing over the last number of years and it's just disappointing um there's no not really much else to say you know god wrenching the fact that coming away leaving the world cup before we had ever imagined that we would and uh yeah it's 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 no excuses to be thrown out whatsoever it's all our own doing it was within our our capabilities and within our own hands and uh yeah to, to to head home Uh, Just after the pool phase is something we're going to obviously have to analyse and reflect on and then uh, see what we can do moving forward towards a busy 2019 for Tokyo Olympic qualification.
0: I know as well you've spoken a lot about the support from home and you know you nearly didn't make this World Cup due to an injury as well and I think there was about 30 kind of Irish fans there for all the games of course in India so it's not exactly on our doorstep as well and and lots of support here at home. The games were live on, on TV and you know we looked at Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as well lots of well wishes from the Irish sporting community and beyond as well so to be able to walk out to play in the World Cup, listen to the Irish National Anthem with your own close family there as well must have been a very nice moment for you
1: Yeah, the the support we received was absolutely phenomenal, not only just from back home and the hockey community and the wider community after the, the success during the summer of the Of the women's side, you know, the actual growth and interest in in hockey as a sport has increased, you know, to no end and long may that continue. But to to look up and see a little pocket of about 30, 35 uh, supporters all the way from Ireland coming over was something really special. I was lucky enough, along with my twin brother Connor, to have my my mom and my dad and uh, my fiance over. So that was really special to look up to the stands after the national anthem's just been played. You're about to go and represent your country in a World Cup game to give it it all and to to do it for those kind of people. And that was certainly an extra dimension that was uh, added to the game, knowing that you're that those um, people have been with you from the start and travelled halfway around the world just to be there to to witness that. I think from my side of things, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when I was told that I might not be able to even uh, participate in the World Cup due to a misdiagnosed break in my fibula in a training camp uh, in a match over in Valencia at a Four Nations tournament to uh, eventually arriving home to Holland to get a second opinion and to be told that you have a lifeline that you actually don't have a break um for me it was a an emotional time just to be able to to look up to those stands and to thank the supporters and uh, to be surrounded by the teammates that I didn't imagine that I'd be walking out myself um on the on the world cup stage so I was absolutely uh, delighted to be there
0: what happens next now david of course it's another busy year and not too much time to feel sorry for yourselves Of course we've got the Tokyo Olympic Games coming up next year which hopefully Ireland will be playing in European Championships as well and a little break for Christmas before getting straight back at it.
1: It is difficult to not look too far ahead into the future but ultimately when you're planning for any elite sport you're you're looking towards a four-year cycle like an Olympic cycle and a work-up cycle Um, but thankfully we have actually a nice time to head home to which is christmas to get back to family friends and relatives um unfortunately won't be sharing the amazing stories of our our world cup exploits like we all had planned and hoped for but uh, ultimately we'll have to get back to the drawing board have ourselves a self-evaluation from an individual side of thing and a team side of things see where we can improve on going forward then come the turn of the year we'll get back into uh, training uh, month by month and within that you'll have certain test matches And after that, we'll be gearing up towards our Olympic qualifying event, which is in Le Touquet in France in June, I believe. And that's where we'll have to come in the top two of the top eight there to get into the last round of the Olympic qualification uh, event, which will culminate in a head-to-head battle against another uh, top nation in the world in uh, the best of uh, two matches, winner takes all, and then qualify for the Olympic Games. Then, following that, we're not done yet. Uh, busy enough. Summer ahead, we'll be participating in the European Championships in uh, Belgium at the end of August. So, we'll be uh, certainly kept busy. And uh, after that, as I said, The uh, final head-to-head matches will be taking place in in and around October. But in between that, guys who are playing abroad and semi-professional, professional professional on the continent will be heading back to Germany, Belgium, Holland, uh, guys back over to England, and of course those back playing for their clubs in Ireland. So certainly a busy times ahead, so we won't be able to keep the head down for too long. We'll have to pick ourselves back up and uh, get back on it.
0: That is the voice of the Irish hockey goalkeeper David Hart speaking to us from India Now David, we hoped to speak to you last week But because of the phone lines And the Wi-Fi problems over there It just wasn't possible you have managed to find a, a good spot for us to chat to us today Tell me exactly where you've been sitting For the last while chatting to us And again, thanks for your time And the best of luck Enjoy Christmas and we'll speak to you soon
1: Listen Jamie, thanks very much for having me on I really appreciate the, the time to discuss our World Cup And the future plans for the Irish senior men's hockey team and uh, yeah thanks again coming to you live all the way from a toilet in Boobanesh 98FM now that's what I call sport
0: sport. get the full show every Sunday morning from 9 only on 98FM